We're interactive at The Andy Griffin Show. Call in now at 673-5890. Text in at 435-467-5842. Email at agriffin at cherrycreekmedia.com. Let your voice be heard on The Andy Griffin Show. Yeah, buddy. Welcome in. It is the Andy Griffin Show. I'm Andy Thompson, and it's good to be with you here on a Thursday high above Love Street, KDXU Studios. Special guest today, co-host, Mayor Michelle Randall. Co-host. Mayor, how the heck are you? I've just been upgraded. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being here. You brought in a very special second guest here. I did. Well, he came in kicking and screaming, but I brought him in anyway. <laughs> So I brought in Brad Esplin. He's yeah. a battalion chief for the St. George Fire Department. Um, chief Stoker's out of town. Mm-hmm. So Brad drew the short straw, and he gets to come in. And, you know, we're heading into the 4th of July weekend. Absolutely. Everyone's concerned He's about the man fireworks. of the hour, right? He is the man of the hour. That. He got here early. He had a big smile on his face. He was doing vo- vocal yeah. kind of practice yeah. to warm up. So, Brad, great to have you here. That sounds just like me. <laughs> well, let's let's get right into it. Big One of the biggest weekends of the year in St. George. Yes, it is. Independence Day, greatest country in the world and all that stuff. But logistically, what's going on with the fireworks and all that sort of stuff right now? <sighs> Starting off with a hardball. That's right. Yeah. So... As many people, we I have been bombarded with emails and phone calls that we need to ban them because of the drought. And that just is not something we can do. Yes. State legislature, the state legislature has to change that law for us to be able to do that. So, Brad, correct me, but tomorrow people can start lighting off fireworks. Yes. And go until the 5th. Yes. And tell us when they have to end them by. <laughs> so that part, it's until 11 o'clock. So on the 2nd and 3rd, it's up to 11 o'clock. And on July 4th, it's up to midnight. And then on the 5th, it also ends at 11, 11 o'clock p.m. So, so you know, neighbors get really upset. And so my neighbors are doing fireworks till 1 or 2 in the morning. If they are, call dispatch. Mm. They will send an officer okay. out and say, nope, you're done. Yeah. No more. So the city this year has put in, I think, the toughest restrictions we've ever done before on where you cannot do them. Today, the city will be putting out a video on social media. They, they sent a drone up yesterday to try and show people the areas that fireworks are absolutely not allowed. Please, please, please. So many people go up on Foremaster Ridge. Yeah. Tech Ridge. Yeah. Old Airport Road. And the Red Hill to watch the fireworks. It's a great show from a view from there. Absolutely. Do not even light a sparkler up there. It's so dry. So if you're in any of those areas, fireworks are restricted. If somebody sees you and reports you, you're going to be fined. Yeah. We will have the police out in full force that on the 4th. Um, our fire department is busy every year on the 4th. Even when we're not in a drought, people will just stick their fireworks in their garbage can or a dumpster. Oh, my goodness. And Listen, here's what I would do, Mayor. And I, don't know, I know you don't care. Uh, <laughs> as these guys are driving up to Foremaster in these cliffs, 
have somebody there on patrol. Give them an IQ test. Have them fill it out. If it doesn't land above 100, <laughs> they can't go up there at all. That's what I would do. I know, right? I said to somebody the other day, you cannot legislate stupid. I mean, <laughs> you, you just can't. Some people yeah. will ignore no matter what you say. Uh, it doesn't matter what ban is in place, what restrictions in place. They're going to just do what they want to do. Yeah. Now, us, one of the cities in our county banned fireworks. Well, so then my phone was blowing up. Do what they did. Do what they did. So, so sorry, would you say that 90% of people contacting you was saying ban fireworks as opposed to keep fireworks? Right. Is that, is that about the ratio? Yeah. Well, of the calls I got, yes. yes. So um, they, they can say they're banned, but they still have to allow them to be sold. So there's still fireworks stands in their city over there in mm-hmm. Hurricane. People can still purchase them, but they're just saying, just don't like them. Now, you and I know that's not going to happen. So what they're going to do is either go to a restricted area where maybe they're out of sight or come to a city next to them and light them up. Yes, sure. So this year we've opened, Brad, is it 15 parks? Uh, yeah, 15. I, I, I think it's 15 parks, city parks that we've never done before, that we're encouraging people to go to, to light their store-bought fireworks, because it's nice and green. You got so much less risk of a fire there. Yeah. And we've never done that before. I know um, Ivan's and Santa Clara have done the same thing. They've opened up parks and ball fields for fireworks. And so we're just asking people use common sense and... If you're doing sparklers or whatever for your kids, have a bucket there, full of water, throw them in the bucket, leave them overnight, and then put them in your garbage can so you're not starting your garbage on fire or dumpster on fire. There is a, uh, if you go to sgcity.org slash fireworks, there's a bunch of safety tips uh, for how to, you know, deal with those very types of things. That's also, you can access on the main city page. If you just scroll down about three-fourths of the way down on the city page, there's the tab there where you can look at the interactive map and you can also look at all the recommendations of safety tips as well as the restrictions and the utah code which was put out i think by your office mayor that states this so maybe people that are thinking about emailing and demanding whatever a ban the the code basically says clearly and unequivocally that a municipality may not prohibit a person from discharging class c common state approved explosives during the uh, permitted times and those permitted times once again are july 2nd through the 5th right okay uh how uh, Coming into this, there was the commercial about the event going on at Dixie State. Right. And how cool is this thing with the World War II vet? Isn't that awesome? Dropping candy to kids from a plane. He did it back in world in, in Germany, I think, I think back in the gonna, day. I think they're going to take him up in a helicopter so that, you know, he can kind of go over the stadium. Yes. Slower. Hover. Yep. H- hover. And they think it'll be his last drop. I mean, he's 100. Yeah. And... um so I know Balance of Nature is sponsoring that, yeah. and the first part of the of the show, uh, they wanted it to be very patriotic, and they're going to have some really cool things happening before you get to the concert and the fireworks. So, to me, the city does a great job on their fireworks. They're controlled. You've got the fire department there. If people would just go and watch instead of want to do their own fireworks show at their home. I've just never understood. 
from the time I was a little girl, I was just never like a sparkler fan. They hurt. <laughs> they, <laughs> they would come back and catch you. And, yeah. And I just wasn't a fan. And but there are some people that that live for that. I don't know why, but they do. So um, we encourage everyone just to try and just watch this city produced fireworks. Um, I know uh, another radio station, not yours. So I won't. Yeah. Forget those guys. Yeah. But, (laughs) (laughs) but they do, they do a pretty cool, uh, sound, you know, uh, the playlist to go along with the fire. I thought it was a little fuzzy last year, to be honest. Okay. But actually, no, okay. it wasn't. It was the year before. No, just kidding. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's uh, July 2nd through 5th. You can light off fireworks. But we encourage you to uh, be, go up to these beautiful views you were talking about. Don't take your sparklers or your snaps. Just anything. sit there right. and go home and take a cold bath. That's right. right. All right. Stay that's cool. Right. That would be great. Um, and once again, that's sgcd.org slash fireworks. And uh, since we have the battalion chief here, any final word on safety or anything like that in the biggest, I'm sure, weekend of the year for your department? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're going to definitely be busy. We are every year. But one thing that I kind of reiterate what the mayor said, that we want people to be able to go out and, and enjoy, if that's their thing, the live fireworks. It's something that I enjoy and have enjoyed over the years, and my kids also enjoy it. But that's something that if you do it responsibly, we can, we can do it without having any issues. Um, like the mayor talked about, always have a bucket ready. Yeah. If it, if if you're done with your fireworks, put it in the bucket, let them soak, and then throw them away the next day. That's a great that's a great recommendation. Also, too, if you're going to throw them in the garbage, pull your garbage can away from your house, put it out on the street. That makes our job a lot easier because a lot of the a lot of what will happen once all the calls are responded to, all the fires brush fires are put it out around town. Usually about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning every year, we'll get multiple calls of garbage cans on fire going up the side of the house. So once it gets into the house, into the attic space, that causes a big issue for us. So, yeah, dispose of them properly. Those that are going to, to the park to light fireworks, do it responsibly. Don't set off a, an approved aerial that you bought at the fireworks stand. Yeah. Don't put those off under those big trees. We have a lot of big, beautiful trees in our, in our parks. Make sure you have clearance around those trees. Also, we have a lot of garbage cans in the parks, too. Use the same common sense. Soak them in water before you dispose them into the garbage cans. I imagine, And also pick up after yourself. It's one thing we're a little bit concerned about is we're seeing a lot of people just leave their, their fireworks in the parks. Keep it clean, keep it pretty, and, and dispose them properly. That's going to be the biggest thing that helps us out as well. Some common sense measures, Absolutely. right? That's what, that's what the IQ test to even buy fireworks, <laughs> you've got to be a pl- you know, 80 plus, I think. And one thing that Brad said, Nothing he said had to do had anything to do with the drought. This is what we see every, every year, year yeah. no matter if you're in a drought or a wet season. Yeah. It just is the fact. All right, we're going to take some calls, 673-5890, if you have a question for the mayor or the battalion chief regarding the 4th of July weekend. Hi, call, you're on the air. Good morning, chief. Good morning, mayor. Good morning. Um, morning. Uh, I have a quick question. I'm looking at the fire map. And I've noticed uh, the homes on the edge of the rim of Foremaster Ridge are under restriction. And below, I think it would be on the east side, uh, development called Primrose Point. That's all under fire restriction. And even the apartments down a little bit farther. But now, every year I see fireworks go off in those areas. And I'm just wondering how serious the city is as far as uh, enforcing um, 
mainly because they have that Middleton wash that hasn't been burned out since 2009, I think, was the last time they burned it out. And it's overgrown, tinder dry. And if there are fireworks in those areas, are they, are, are they going to enforce? And, and what is the fine? I mean, do you have to start a fire before you get a fine or no, just there, set off fireworks before you get a fine? All right, thanks for the call. There will be a fine, and I'm going to give you the non-emergency dispatch number. So if you see somebody lighting firewalk, fireworks in that area particularly that is totally in an unrestricted area, call 627-4300. 627-4300. That is the non-emergency dispatch line, and they will send a police officer to that area. And You want me to talk about the fine? Yes. Okay, so... We'll be use, using our PD, obviously, to, to cite people, and it is up to a Class B misdemeanor, which it's about a $1,000 fine um, when it's all said and done. But that's not it. So we are going to enforce that. We are going to we are gonna patrol, and it helps us when people call in and let us know if they see fireworks being used in those restricted areas. Um, if you can imagine, this is going to be a huge task for our PD. They're going to be responding to our calls as well to cite the individuals that we respond to after the fire is put out and all said and done. But they're also going to be patrolling and responding to the people that call the dispatch and letting them know that, you know, the, of the illegal activities. So you can imagine their, their work is going to be overwhelming that night as well. So what we suggest is, yeah, call, us, call it in, let us know when that illegal activity is taking place. What we're going to try to do as far as the fire department is we respond and put those fires out. We take down information, we take down everything we can, and we We'll let law enforce the, the, the fines and that aspect of it, and they'll cite them accordingly depending on what happens, what the misuse was, what, what um, took place. But on the fire end, we can actually, above and beyond what the fine is, we'll go after cost recovery. So it costs the city money, the citizens' money, for us to respond and put these fires out. So we'll also be implementing uh, cost recovery, which we charge an hourly rate for an engine, for a command vehicle, for per each person responding where we can also recoup those costs that we spent for someone that is doing something they shouldn't be doing in, a, in an unrestricted area using e- illegal fireworks. We will also go after to cover those costs for the city that we use to, to do that. That's great. So it could be quite cl- costly if you yeah. start a fire. Yeah. Can you imagine if it gets in out of the city limits and it gets into the county where I mean, Governor Cox talked about the million-a-day fire last night, that there these fires can get really expensive. So. Like you say, use common sense and be, be responsible. All right, let's go back to, out to the phone lines. Thanks for calling. You're on with the mayor and the battalion chief. Hello. Hello. Yes, I, I'd like to congratulate Mayor um, Michelle there because I talked with the uh, new director of leisure services. Can you tell me his name? Shane Moore. All right, and uh, he indicated, I had a nice long discussion with him, and he indicated that uh, he was going to do everything in his power to help maybe establish a city park at the Marathon site in Central. Is this a question about the fire, sir? Uh, no, well, and the fact that we're, we're very concerned. Uh, I, I wonder myself, is it necessary to have fireworks? Okay. Yeah, we're covering that. Thanks for the call. 673-5890. 673-5890. It's America. It's the 4th of July weekend. Of course, we're going to have fireworks. And the city doesn't really have jurisdiction over banning fireworks anyway. We covered that the earlier. The county can ban fireworks in unincorporated areas. The law allows them to do that. The legislature allows them to do that. So there can't be fireworks in Vail or Central yes. or Brookside or Dameron, Diamond, any of those places. 
Six seven three five eight nine zero. If you've got a question for the mayor or the police chief, how great! How well, gra- you just you just gave him a race. Yeah, Poli- sorry, the, the <laughs> chief battalion. Uh, that is a job I, I don't, don't want. But what is worse? That's my question. What is worse on fireworks night? The cops who have to go out and chase hooligans with the snap, crackle, and pops, or the or the firework or the fire chiefs. It's all. It's work. both tough, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's it's especially when you have you know a lot of people out and a lot of traffic and a lot of good a lot of you know like good events going on. Yeah, it it is a challenge for us. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Six seven three five eight nine zero. I was just going to ask you about the Fourth of July in Utah's Dixie. You're you've been here since nineteen seventy eight, Mayor. Yep. It's got to be one of your favorite holidays, right? Christmas is, but <laughs> <laughs> a little more relaxing, right? <laughs> but I do love the Fourth and. It used to be that when I first got here, as back in the day when there was a population of 13,000, we we had a fireworks show, but it lasted, I don't know, five or ten minutes, it felt like, as a kid. Um, now we've just gotten bigger because we do want to celebrate our independence. It's a Who doesn't want to celebrate the force? So um, there's going to be a parade starting at 745 in the morning. And going down Tabernacle, you can get on the website also to see the parade okay. route. It'll it'll wrap around Vernon Worthen Park, and you cannot believe the hundreds of people that show up for that parade that early in the morning. There's all kinds of things happening at Town Square: games, hot dog eating contests, talent show. There's carnival. Um, we just try to keep all kinds of fun, family friendly events all day long until the evening and and that day don't quote me on this because i might get in trouble but i think our pools are even open for free that day but i i don't know that would be awesome i i yeah you know we'll we'll look into that we'll We'll look into that that. that's okay but because we just want everyone to go out and have a good time with their families celebrate the fourth celebrate our independence and so the city has really ramped up that day to make it a great holiday. And yes, we're doing it on Saturday the 3rd, not Sunday the 4th. So make sure you you come on Saturday. <laughs> All right. Caller, you're on the air. You're on with the Battalion Chief and Mayor Randall. Yeah, hi. Um, I was just wondering, on the north side of town, there was a really, really big, beautiful American flag that was flying up by the one of the water towers. Um, just below Red Hills Parkway, and I haven't seen it lately, and I just wondered what happened. Okay, so that flag, Dr. Craig Booth, who passed away here a couple of weeks ago, he and his wife were instrumental in getting that flag pulled up there by the water tank. And um, a few, it's been, oh, it's been a couple of months ago or, or three months ago or something, you notice there was a time where President Biden was issuing flags being lowered to half mast. Like it seemed like every other day mm. something was happening mm-hmm. and flags had to be lowered. Well, that flag was so large and somebody lowered it just a little too much and it hit one of the power lines and shredded. So it's an odd size flag. And right now, everything in America seems to be on back order. Sure. So we do have a flag up there. We put a flag up there right after uh, Dr. Booth passed away. And we even got special permission. Shout out to Senator Don Ipson. He called the governor for me. We got special permission to fly that flag at half 
at half staff when when Dr. Booth passed away. So there is a flag up there now, but the bigger flag is coming. It's been ordered and it will we're just waiting for its arrival. Okay. Great. Thanks for the call. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the mayor and the battalion chief from the fire department, Brad Esplin, right after this short commercial break. From the Camping World of St. George Studio, it's Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. News Radio 890-949. KDXU St. George, a Cherry Creek radio station. Welcome back. It is the Andy Griffin Morning Show. Andy Thompson sitting in with the mayor and the chief, battalion chief, not the chief of police. Uh, <laughs> but we're grateful to have both of them in here heading into Independence Day weekend. How do you guys feel about this jazzed up Andy Griffith theme that uh, AG's got going? Pretty hip, huh, Mayor? I like it. I like Can you bass. whistle to it? Uh, I don't whistle well. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, but you were, uh, yeah, I like it too. Um, we taking your calls all throughout the show and we're talking about the 4th of July weekend fireworks, you know, being smart with fireworks, stuff like that. That's why we've got, uh, Brad Esplin here from the fire department. Give us a call. Uh, we'll go to the phone lines once again. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, good morning. So I've only been listening for a few minutes, but I was really bothered by something that was said a minute ago when they talked about that they are going to go after the people financially who are requiring the fire department to come out and put out fires. Only if you're only if you've set a fire in an unrestricted area by fireworks. Okay. We never like if your house starts on fire just randomly from something, we don't charge for that. Okay. Well, my, my dad was a firefighter for 25 years, and I understand, I know what firefighters do when there's not a fire. <laughs> and so I think it's kind of double-dipping. You know, they're already being paid to be on call or be, you know, on duty. And so wouldn't... You don't think an idiot who, who lights off a firework in a restricted area where there's a bunch of dry brush and starts a fire shouldn't have some consequence for doing that? Well, if it burns down a building or destroys property, absolutely. That's what the law states. That's what they're saying. If it's a reckless individual doing reckless things, then, yeah, they will go after him as far as the law is concerned, as far as fining, and we recuperate the cost because we feel that that's something that they should be responsible for. Absolutely. And I understand what you're saying, but if it's just a brush fire and it's not destroying anyone's personal property, then call it training and, you know. We can anyway. we can agree to disagree on that. I think any other time of the oh, year training. <laughs> any other <laughs> they don't time need of training the... on the fourth of July. Yeah, we, we do plenty of training. <laughs> yeah, they do plenty of training. Any other time, but right now we want to send the message loud and clear. We are not going to tolerate anybody doing fireworks in unrestricted areas. And if that means going after them financially, we are going after them financially. Remember a couple of years ago in Brian Head, somebody was doing an illegal burn up there and set the whole entire mountain on fire. Yeah. They went after him. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. can't do things like that. Six seven three five eight nine zero. Thanks for the calls here on the Andy Griffin show. We got the mayor and the chief battalion uh, officer, Brad Esplin in here with us. Um, let's talk a little bit about the drought in general, mayor. Uh, why isn't there any rain? 
<laughs> right? Can we blame you for that? Yeah. Well, well, there was some rain up in Zion. Does that mean anything for us? The flood? Are we going to get water down to the Virgin River eventually? How does this all work? So the only the only good thing to come about uh, um, from that rainstorm and um, our poor friends in Springdale really. Oh man! I mean, yeah, they are just mucking it out right now. But um, it di- it does help when we have rain up in that area with Kolob and. And the reservoir up there, and and of course the Virgin. So, but we just we don't want rain an inch and a half in an hour. I mean, we need it spread out, like yes, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And if I knew if there was a rain dance, I knew how to do. If there, we'd be doing it all. We need rain desperately. Absolutely. Um, what's your take on this, uh, Brad, with the drought and everything like that? I'm sure it's been a busy last couple of months for you guys. Yeah, and and, and it has. We've responded to a, a number of structure fires yeah. as well. They, a few of them actually started in the yard and moved towards the structure. And it, we've been super busy. And it's, you know, it's it's been it's hot. It's really hard on our firefighters. We, we have to rotate them out, keep them hydrated. And... Yeah, it's uh, we could definitely use the rain. Like we said, about this time last year, we had that huge flood that flooded most of the mm-hmm. the downtown area. So yeah, it's feast or famine. It would be nice to get a slow drizzle and just wet everything over the course slowly over the course of a few days. That would really help us out. But unfortunately, right. that's not how it happens sometimes. All right, Caller, you're on the air with the battalion chief and the mayor. Um, I just need to correct something that was said when you were talking about the benefit that we received from the rain, inch and a half of rain we got in Springdale. We really get very, very little good out of that because there is so much mud that the water conservancy district they mm. shut they don't they don't collect any of that water. It all just runs right downstream. Lake Mead is the first place that will actually benefit from that, and they're the ones that get stuck picking up all the trash out of it. And if you've ever watched any of those floods, there's just a huge, just huge trash and debris and logs and crap that gets stuck in that. Um, the diversion dam for the Quail Lake. Is, Little Lake and Sand Hollow Pipeline, um, above, just below Virgin, they collected a whole bunch of that. Our Water Conservancy District just spent weeks and weeks hauling crap out of there that got collected in that little diversion. Yeah, and you can see in the pit, there's a, a ton of debris there all over the place, right? Debris, but yesterday morning I had a meeting at the Water Conservancy District. Senator Lee was there. And Zach Renstrom from the Water Conservancy District is the one that said we did get some benefit out of that rain up on Kolob. And um, so he said it wasn't all a complete waste. All right. Thanks for the call. 673-5890. Here with the mayor and the battalion chief, Brad Esplin. Um, let's, let's talk with you, mayor, just okay. in general now. Um, you've been here since 1978. You uh, were put into office in January. How's the first six months been as the first female mayor in St. George history. It's been extremely busy, but I'm liking it. Um, I tell people 95% of the time it's great. I, I really enjoy it. There's that 5% that is, you know, you feel like you're being pecked to death by chickens, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's been good. It really has been. And I saw, I like the transparency. You posted something on Facebook recently. You keep a diary of the emails you send, the I phone do. calls. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know that a lot of politicians do that. I, yeah, I've, I've always kept a, a planner. And so I just put in all the meetings I attend. And, you know, you can always go back and look at things and, and keep notes. And then I, I do pride myself on returning every email, phone call, and 
and text I get. Uh, there are a few I may miss here and there just out of being so busy when they call and then forgetting. But I really, really try to get back to every single person who reaches out. All right, we're going to take another break. Before we do, I wanted to ask uh, Battalion Chief Esplin here. I know that this is a historical drought that's happened in St. George, and it's been, I don't know, I, some number I say 1893 the last time. I don't know. It's been a, this is a historic drought. Is it comparable to any other recent droughts that you've experienced? I know every summer it seems like we may have a mini one, but where does this compare since you've been in your position to droughts in recent history? In my position, this is by far the worst one I've okay. ever experienced, for sure. But we do, every summer is hot, every summer gets dry, and we do face similar problems. Uh, I do think one thing that did help us out is there wasn't a lot of um, rain in the early stages of spring, so we didn't get a lot of that. Um, vegetation growth, but it's still, we did get the cheatgrass. We still did get all the normal stuff that we usually have to deal with. So, so yeah, it is, has been the driest and hottest that I can remember. All right. That's Battalion Chief Brad Esplin. We've got uh, Mayor Randall here as well. We're going to take in our final break of the hour and back with more on the Andy Griffin Show right here on News Talk KDXU. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the Andy Griffin Show. It is Thursday, and we are very lucky to have the mayor and the battalion chief in the studio. Uh, mayor, I'm a sports guy. I'm on the ESPN station, and I happen to be going through your Facebook thing, and I saw you over at the opening of uh, Big Shots. Yeah. And let's talk about your golf swing. Um, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> hey. Listen, here's the deal. You don't want your politicians to be good golfers because then they're on the hey, course all the time. Thank you. It's good that right? you did that. Thank you. You displayed you're more concerned about the, the work of the people. My dad was so embarrassed. He's a golfer. <laughs> um, and, no, I said, hey, listen, I'm going to post that video. I can make fun of myself like anybody else. Yeah. So, uh, it's great. That's how I swing, too. See, I, I'm on with Devin Dixon, who was just in here. Yeah. He's a golfer. And uh, if you're a salesman, you want to be a good golfer because you go out and schmooze people and get right. sales. But as I, as I was saying, a po- as a fire chief or a politician, there's no asset to being a good golfer. So I'm hey, proud no. of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I, I, I think the last time I golfed was at Fiesta Fun with my grandkids and probably didn't do any better there than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are those things like? Because as the mayor, you got to go and do all that sort of stuff all the time. You got to do bike rides and all this crap you probably don't want to do. <laughs> what is the what is the worst part about being the mayor with that type of thing? You know what? I haven't had any that I've hated. Um, most of the time, what I what I really like is if you have a new business come to town and they want you to come and do a ribbon cutting or or come and tour, and and we have some awesome businesses coming to town. And so you get to go and you get to meet new people. You get to see what they're doing and, and go back and, and tell people about. Uh, we just toured here a few weeks ago, Vive Adolescent Hospital. And it is a hospital just for youth. Um, I, can't, the, I think the ages, I think it starts at 12 and goes to 17. But in mental health crisis, that is something needed desperately. And they are full, and it was so great to meet with the staff and see all the different things they're doing. So, so I really do love doing that. I can't get to them all. Um, this really is a full-time job. 
I, I mean, I am, I'm doing full-time But, jobs. hey, you get paid a lot of money. So. Oh, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I am banking the money. So I can't get to everything. Thank goodness I have a great yeah. council that I can say, I can't make it to this one. Can you please make sure you're there so the city's represented? Um, I saw also on your Facebook page there was... Do you was, stalk me on Facebook? Uh, yes. <laughs> and it's not just because I was doing this interview. Uh, public input on city parks. We had the one caller calling about some park or something like that. Um, I saw a post that there was a meeting to kind of get people's feedback and stuff like that. Is there any updates or anything interesting to talk about with, with that right now? Uh, what park are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. I just saw a post. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay. Um, uh, let's, let's just touch on the Dixie State stuff. I know it's out of your purview and stuff like that, um, but I get asked about it a lot. Um, and so I would like to say, well, the mayor said this, and what do you think? The mayor is a Dixie girl through and through, graduated from Dixie High School. Yeah. I, this mayor and this city council will not let anything that the city controls Dixie-wise go away. We're working on historical status for the sugar loaf right now. Mm -hmm. It's a long process, but it's in the works. We are trying to get the university to give us the D on the hill. They say they're going to keep it. Um... But we would love to get that D on the hill and then also get it historical status. Uh, Dixie Drive isn't going away. Dixie Sumble isn't going away. Dixie uh, uh, Dixie Academy building where the original college was. Yeah. All those things. We can control those things. As far as the university, I love Dixie State University. I loved it when it was Dixie Junior College. Um, and, but right now... Now it's headed to the Board of Higher Ed, and then it will end up in the legislature. Truly, the people with the most power right now will be those 29 senators. And that's where people need to concentrate their efforts on is emailing those senators with their feelings about the name change. Okay. Very, uh, very well put. Uh, The other thing I was going to ask you about is the River Road Project looks to be almost done. (sighs) I have to drive it every day. I live in I live in North Bloomington Hills. Uh And so it is getting very, very close. Um, it was supposed to be done in the middle of June, but you know how those things happen. So it's, it's getting close and once it's open and finally done to have those two left-hand turn lanes when you're headed north going on to Riverside is going to help immensely. Yeah. And then two left-hand turn lanes when you're turning on to 1450 when you're going south. So, and then we have in the works coming up to expand 3000 East all the way from mall drive to the Southern corridor. We need beautiful. Yes. Love it. Uh, talking with the mayor and chief battalion, uh, battalion chief. I've said that wrong every freaking time. Uh, that's Brad Esplin over there looking forward to independence day weekend. Uh, and I can't wait. One of my favorite holidays. What do you guys do uh, grilling wise at home? What is your secret recipe? Uh, what do you like to do, mayor? Um, hot dogs, hamburgers. Do you have anything special? You do? I'm, I'm a hamburger girl. Hot dogs are only for uh, rodeos or, or a football game <laughs> or a baseball game. Hey, I, You don't do that in, in the sanctity of your own home. I mean, hot dogs. Hot dogs, no. Yeah, can, right. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so my day starts really early with the parade. So I have to be there at the parade. And then we usually try to get breakfast right after the parade. But this year I have to judge the talent show. Ooh. Um, yeah, so... I'm not sure I'm going to work breakfast in there. 
Um, okay, well, pause there because that's a that's good insight. So, as a judge, what are you looking for? Singers, I'm dancers. Never, so, what they've done is they had a like a pre. Don't give a show. ten to everybody just to be politically <laughs> expedient. You know what I'm saying? You got to hammer some of these kids. They go yeah. out with their tappers yeah. on. Yeah, with a, a five year old, say you you suck and make him go home and cry. Um, so they they narrowed it down to certain groups, and I I think they have all kinds of talent that. They said it's going to be amazing. Cool. So I'll be one of the judges. And that's the morning of the. F- I think that starts at ten thirty. Okay. Of the th- of the third. Third. Okay. Yeah. Of the third. That's when the talent show yeah. is. What about you, uh, Brad? With the uh, grilling and stuff. I consider myself a grill master. I guess I'm pretty pretty well. <laughs> Are you into the smoking thing, or do you I just go been. old school coal, yeah. or what? I I read a thing that said when you turn forty, you either get really into smoking meat or World War II history. So <laughs> I chose the smoking meat. <laughs> I yeah, I was given a, a grill, a smoker for a, a gift, and ever since then, yeah, it's I have I you love, perfected it. Yeah, I but I'm also one that really loves a good hot dog too, so I'm not real picky. I, and I can see if as a as a battalion chief, if any amateur tries to get anywhere near your grill, you're just smacking <laughs> them with a spatula. I right? get a little controlling for sure. Yeah. So, what's your favorite thing to make? Uh, right now, I'm really enjoying doing the brisket. I, oh yeah. It's, it's kind of I was timid to do it at first because it's really expensive, but it's actually turning out really well. And how long do you need to leave it in there to smoke it? Depends how you want to do it. But the last one I did was ten hours. Wow! Started the night before. Ten hours. Yeah, just slow, low. What did you smoke it on? What what kind of? I used the premium blend of pellets, and then um, I picked up some a good, really good rub at a business that barbecue business just off of the Boulevard mm-hmm. and Four Hundred East. I. Bought some rub from them. And yeah, it turned out. Really we love those guys. Well. Yeah, absolutely. My husband got a smoker too, and they're all the rage. They are all the rage, and so he's always trying new stuff and different blends of this and that. And yeah, you know, I'm poor. I don't. I, I don't, don't have even one know of those. how to run the barbecue. Okay, <laughs> I, that's, that's what I have him for. That's He's right. The barbecue However, the man do it. When I'm gone, my wife actually does a really good job. Really, my hamburgers and hot dogs. Yep. Oh, my I wife don't even sucks know how at to that. Start the grill. <laughs> All right. Uh, what other stuff is going on in the summer? After this, I know. After this, you probably have a nice little, and then you pick back up for Pioneer Day and stuff like well, that. Yeah, right? Pioneer Day. It's not as, as big in St. George as I know. Washington does a big fireworks show for Pioneer yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Most of us head over there to watch their sure. fireworks show, and uh, just you know, we we do slow down a little bit in the summer. It's kind of nice, like council meetings. There's a few that we don't have because so many people are on vacation, and you need a quorum there. And of three council members, like we're not having city council tonight because we have three yes. council members out of town. Yes. So, um, you know, July and August are are kind of. A little bit more relaxed, and then September you get into the fall and things. What's really the rivalry out. like with the Washington mayor? We can... <laughs> <laughs> I will be seeing him at noon today. Uh-huh. He... You just stare each other down yeah, when you we, cross we, each yeah, other we at do. Walmart. We're like, you know, I'm... that punk from Washington. You, you, you dog Is he a better there. golfer than you? Oh, I, you know, <laughs> we got to we got to find you something that you Kenny's can beat him. A better dog, yeah, he golfer is. than I am. He's a baller. Um, <clears throat> What about fire uh, department versus uh, police department softball game? Or anything? do we do we any of that stuff to, anymore? We used to do that. It's we the guns and hoses. Again. We used to do a basketball game, and then I think it may have got a little too competitive. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe that's, that's the reason why they. I'm going to resurrect that. I think uh, that's an awesome idea. Let's go. <laughs> right, we got time. We do. Yeah, and it, you guys would win, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> 
tell me about what, what's your what's your your guys see I'm used to talking to I'm on ESPN so I just talk to dumb jocks all day so it's refreshing to talk to people that know how to read what is your guys' background with sports did, were you what did you do at Dixie etc well I didn't play sports but I love uh, you love the competition I, I love watching sports my favorite's college football yeah um. How fun is this season going to be for Dixie State with all these teams? They're playing Weber State and right. Sacramento and all these right. teams that you've heard of. I have two nephews that are hoping to, well, they're going to be playing at Dixie and uh, another good friend that's coming to play at Dixie. And so I'm excited to go watch them. And so, yeah, I football's my favorite. Um, basketball, I can... Take no. it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I did watch the jazz. Oh. Right? That <laughs> oh just was gosh. awful. It was just Horrible. awful. Yeah. And and baseball, our city manager will kill me. He's a huge Atlanta Braves fan, so is my husband. But uh-huh. It's just too <laughs> slow. Oh, really? It's what are you, a millennial? <laughs> Holy right? cow. Right. It's just too slow for me. Yeah. That's how all these young kids are now. They're on their phones playing Pokemon. They can't, they, their three-second attention span, <laughs> like they can't appreciate baseball. I like going to watch it in person. Yeah. But... It, it is a different experience, yeah. right? You know what's the best, though? Hockey. I don't know if you've been down to see the Golden Knights. We've got to get you tickets. You're the mayor, for heaven's sakes. we got connections. Okay. Um, and uh, we're going to get that softball game going. Absolutely. Okay. We're all, right. all right. Anything you want to leave with the wonderful people of Dixieland before we uh, please, say goodbye? Please, please, please be careful that from the 2nd to the 5th. Please be responsible. If, if you don't know if your neighborhood's in a restricted area, it's so easy. Just go on the city website, sgcity.org. Go down the web page, and you can type in your address and see if, if your area is restricted or not. And... Um, Go to the parks. Uh, just be safe. Okay. It, it, it'll it'll make all of our lives easier. Love it. Uh, and I'll leave it you with a last word. Yeah, Brad. Uh, just reiterate what the mayor said. Absolutely. If you have any questions whatsoever, give us a call. We're happy to help. We're happy to do whatever we can to help the citizens be safe. And again, reiterate the website. Refer to that map. If you pull up, it's an interactive map, which I think is great because you can zoom in on your house. You can, if it's shaded, you can tell if you're in a restricted area. Also, the, all the parks, not all city parks are open, just the 15 that we deemed that were safe to do so. And all those parks are highlighted in green on the interactive map. So if there's any question, refer to the map. And then if you can't figure it out, give us a call. Let us help you out. So. All right. Thanks so much, Chief and Mayor. We look Thank forward to you, having honey. you on again real soon. Quick break then to our regularly scheduled program right here on News Talk KDXU. It's been the Andy Griffin Show.